are going into week five of action. Plenty of good matchups and good stats to get to for you, so we're just going to go ahead and dive right in. Starting with a little Team USA Olympic action. Um, Team USA took on Team Mexico down in Clearwater, Florida on Monday night and last night. Um, it was And it was good to see them get another opportunity to play each other after their series got canceled last month in Dallas, Texas. So it was good to see them, you know, able to get in some games. Um, so on Monday night, Team USA got the 4-2 to win over Mexico, um, starting their tune-ups for the Olympics this summer, obviously. And then last night, Ali Aguilar and Hannah Flippen both had three RBIs in a 7 to nothing win. Also, I was looking ahead in the schedule, and I see that uh, Team USA also has a game scheduled at Florida on Tuesday, March 16th at 6 on SEC Network Plus. So, certainly look for that um, on next week on Tuesday on SEC Network Plus because that should be a fun game between uh, Team USA and Florida and I'm certainly looking forward to it and you know we'll have a recap of that game for you on next week's podcast but anyway um, LSU took the series over Texas 2-1 to and it was huge for LSU um you know, take away a rain delay on Friday, and LSU could have swept the series, in my opinion. Um, but LSU proved that they should still be in the title con conversation after this series win. Um, LSU's pitching just keeps coming at you, which is why they had the best ERA in the nation last year before everything got shut down. Um... But Texas, you know, they have a limited number of solid pitchers that they can rely on um, to lock down offenses. And I know I picked Texas to win the series, and I'm going to be the first one to admit I was wrong on that one. Um, that was uh, not a great decision on my part, um, as it turned out. But, you know... LSU's pitching was able to win the day and ultimately they got them a series win over Texas so certainly a huge series for the both teams um, and it'll be something to look back on as we move towards the NCAA tournament here in a couple months um, Florida and Florida State split their two game home and home series uh, both teams won on their home field. Um, I don't know what to fully make of that two-game series. I know Florida is definitely a title contender. But I think Florida State enters back into the title conversation by splitting this series for me personally. That's just how it worked out in my eyes. Um, but, you know... Both are very good teams. Um, I, I expect both to at least make the Super Regionals. After that, you know, I'll just have to see the matchups. But 
both of them are very good teams, so I'm not shocked that they split their two-game series um, in Gainesville and Tallahassee. So stay tuned for how those teams do moving forward. And it's middle. It's getting near the middle of March, so I decided to bring back the stats. So here we go, the stats as of Monday night. Uh, Jocelyn Alo was... Her batting average for Oklahoma was a 596, which is outrageous. Jocelyn Alo of for Oklahoma also leads the nation in homers per game with .76. Maddie Hackbarth of Arizona State is tied for third at .67. Logan Newton of James Madison is first in RBIs per game with two and a half. Jocelyn Alo is third in the nation with 2.29. Cassidy Crupit of South Carolina is fifth with two RBIs per game. Maddie Hackbarth of Arizona State, ninth with 1.93. And Tiari Jennings, tenth in, of Oklahoma, tenth in the nation with a 1.88. Thirteen pitchers have a zero ERA this season including Kelly Maxwell of Oklahoma State, Shannon Sale of Oklahoma, Courtney Coppersmith of UMBC, Jenna Green of Presbyterian, and Daniel Williams for Northwestern. So those are the those are the pitchers that are some notable pitchers that have a 0 ERA so far this season. And some of it's due to less games played, but also some of it is due to them being solid pitchers um, there's no doubt about that with some of those names that I listed right there um, those names are some of the best pitchers in the country so it's not shocking at all uh, let's see uh, Courtney Coppersmith I just mentioned her she's second in the nation in strikeouts per seven innings with 16.9 Megan Bobian of Michigan is fourth in the nation with 13.7. Jenna Green of Presbyterian is fifth with 13.5. Alex Storacco is seventh in the nation with 13.2. She's also from Michigan. Montana Fouts of Alabama, eighth with 13.2. And Ashley Rogers of Tennessee is ninth with 13.2. Gabby Plain and Mary Half are tied for the Nate Lee, uh, the lead in the nation in victories with nine in the circle. Um, some notables that are tied for third with eight are Mary Wilson Avant of Georgia, Autumn Humes of Kentucky, Valerie Cagle, Clemson, and Ashley Rogers, Tennessee. Uh, Mallory, uh, bleh, excuse me, Mallory Payton of Kentucky is leading the nation with 11 doubles on the season. And Danielle Gibson of Arkansas is third in the nation with eight doubles. And Danielle Gibson had another good night um, on Tuesday, um, but I'll talk about that later in the recap, so stay tuned for that. Kayla Kowalik of Kentucky leads the nation in hits with 35. Sammy Williams of Iowa State is second in the nation with 32. 
Aaron Kofel of Kentucky, Tiari Jennings, Oklahoma, and Lauren Johnson of Kentucky all tied for third in the nation with 31 hits. Sis Bates and Danielle Gibson, or Sis Bates of Washington, Danielle Gibson, Arkansas, are both tied in for seventh with 29 hits. And Jocelyn Alo of Oklahoma and Sierra Bryan of Louisiana are tied for ninth in the nation with 28 hits. Um, Jocelyn Alo also leads the nation in home runs with 13. Braxton Burnside of Arkansas and Tiari Jennings of Oklahoma are tied for second with 11 home runs. Maddie Hackbarth of Arizona State, Sammy Williams, Iowa State, and Kiki Malloy of Tennessee are all tied for fifth with 10 home runs. And then Aaron Kofel of Kentucky and Kinsey Hansen of Oklahoma are tied for ninth in the nation with nine home runs. Jocelyn Alo yet again leads the nation in RBIs with 39. Tiari Jennings of Oklahoma, second in the nation with 32 RBIs. Cassidy Crouppet of South Carolina, third in the nation with 30. And Danielle Gibson and Maddie Hackbarth are both tied for fourth with 29. Gabby Plain is third in the nation in strikeouts with 112. Ashley Rogers is fourth with 94. And Brittany Pickett of North Carolina is fifth with 90 strikeouts so far this season. So those are your individual stats. Obviously, Jocelyn Malo is looking like the player of the year right now. Um, but we've still got plenty of time before that has to be debated upon. Um, so Jocelyn Malo is my player of the year as of right now. Tiari Jennings would be freshman of the year. Um... But we'll just have to let the games play out and see if those stats continue to be where they are. Team stats. Oklahoma, obviously leading the nation in batting average with 479. Kentucky is fourth with a 397. And Arizona State is fifth with a 394. Shockingly enough, Presbyterian leads the nation in ERA with a straight zero. Northwestern is second in the nation with a .74. Stanford is third in the nation with a .89. Tennessee is fourth in the nation with a .91. And Arizona is fifth with a .93. Oklahoma obviously leads the nation in homers per game with 3.59. Arizona State is second in the nation with 2.75. Arkansas third in the nation with 2.5. Oklahoma leads the nation in scoring with 12.76 runs per game. Kentucky is third in the nation with 10.05 runs per game. And Arizona State is fifth with 9.75 runs per game. Oklahoma also leads the nation in slugging percentage with a .934. Arizona State is second with a .793. Kentucky is third with a .700, and Tennessee is fifth with a .671. <clears throat> Nine teams are still undefeated so far this season. Kentucky, who's played 19 games, 
in my opinion, they haven't really played a tough schedule, but we'll have an opportunity to preview their SEC uh, matchup for this weekend, so stick around for that one. Oklahoma has played 17 games, hasn't lost one. Southern Illinois has played 14 games, hasn't lost one yet. Northwestern undefeated through six games. Presbyterian undefeated through four games. And Bucknell, Delaware, George Mason, and James Madison are all undefeated through two games. And lastly, for team stats, Michigan it leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratios with 11.14. Alabama second in the nation with a 10.75. Arizona State third in the nation with 8.27. North Carolina is 4th in the nation with a 6.69. And Duke is 5th in the nation with a 6.59 strikeout-to-walk ratio. So that's your stats, your, lead, your, your team and individual leaders in stats across the country So f as of Monday night. So I always look forward to these because I get to see who's really outstanding and shining you know over the who is the cream of the crop basically in the nation and I always look forward to doing because I'm a stats guy that's that's just who I am you know um so looking up stats is basically a huge thing for me personally I mean that's where I get most of my recap stuff and my you know just stats in general so nevertheless let's move on to some notable games that were canceled or postponed for this past week the not no, excuse me the Nevada program got put on pause this week so we missed out on a Nevada Cal matchup um Virginia Tech at UVA was moved to March uh, 30th, excuse me, due to the COVID protocols within the Virginia Tech team. So they moved it a few weeks down the road. Um, so Virginia Tech will still play at UVA as of right now on March 30th. And the last one, North Texas at Oklahoma State has been moved to March 24th. And I didn't see a reason given for that, but uh, that game has been moved to a couple weeks. It moved to two weeks from now. So, in case you were wondering, because that was supposed to be a huge matchup for tonight, but oh well. You know, what a, it is what it is. But here we go. Recap of week four. Starting on way back on Wednesday, Texas State scored six runs in the final two innings to take down Texas Tech in Lubbock, 6-5 to five in their first game. And then Kennedy Critt's three-run homer led Texas Tech to revenge in a 7-2 to win over Texas State to split the doubleheader. Alabama State kept Georgia close but ultimately fell 5-1 to one in a game that was closer than I expected. I certainly expected Georgia to blow out Alabama State. I didn't expect Alabama State to keep it close. 
but that's just the nature of the game. Like I said, like I've mentioned many times before, anybody can play with anybody on any given day. Um, also, Alabama State was 2-11 at the time. Georgia was 10-2, just to put a little perspective on that result. Um, Holly Azevedo give, gave up a run in the first and then shut down Cal State Fullerton's offense uh, the rest of the way in a 9-1 five-inning win for UCLA. Jamie Hoover's three-run homer in the first set the tone for a 6-2 win for Florida over New Mexico State. Charlotte was able to take down Duke, or excuse me, Charlotte was able to take Duke two extra innings, but couldn't finish the job as they lost in the eighth inning 5-3. Mary Iacopo has two, homer, two homers and five RVIs. In the first two innings in Texas's nine to nothing five inning win over Houston, Montana Fout set a new career high with 16 strikeouts in Alabama's four to nothing win over Mississippi State. North Alabama's pitching and defense kept them in the game, but Ole Miss gets the win three to nothing in another game that was closer than I expected. Um, I know North Alabama has a very good rising program, not just in softball, but across the board. Um, but I certainly didn't expect them to play Ole Miss that close. But then again, I also think Ole Miss is certainly slacking this year. This isn't the same Ole Miss team that you've seen, um, in my opinion. But you can make your, I'll leave that for you to reserve your own judgment about Ole Miss. Justice Mills' three-run homer in the top of the sixth helped Louisiana to avoid being upset by McNeese State 5-4. Florida Atlantic kept it close with Kentucky, but ultimately couldn't pull the upset in a 3-1 loss. Kayla Green's, uh, Kayla Green's grand slam in the bottom of the sixth helps Arkansas pass Drake 6-3 in the first game of a doubleheader. And then Danielle Gibson hits a walk-off Grand Slam to lead Arkansas past Drake 6-4 in the second game of that doubleheader. In an interesting note to that, Drake could have easily swept the doubleheader, but ultimately they gave up runs late, and that led to their downfall against a, a nationally ranked Arkansas team. So, um, it's certainly not the best look for Drake when they could have had two top 25 wins. Um, and Drake just doesn't look like the same Drake team that we've seen in recent years. So that's why I'm not really including Drake in any of my anticipated games moving forward until they prove that they can play and beat teams that would consider an upset so just a little side note moving forward it was zero to zero heading into the bottom of the fifth and then duke 
scored eight to run roll North Carolina Central eight to nothing in five innings. Um, Shelby Walters was a hit by pitch away from a perfect game in that game as well. So kudos to her. Troy scored the first run and then allowed eight unanswered to take the eight to one loss to Auburn. They'll have another game this week, which I'll mention in the re uh, the anticipated games of the week. So stay tuned for that. Riley Jensen hits a walk off homer in the eighth inning to lead BYU past Cal, eight to seven. Um, Gia Rodoni shut down Louisiana's offense in a huge eight to one win for Baylor. So Baylor picks up a huge resume building win over Louisiana. And also, Louisiana's going through a little bit of a tough stretch right now. Um, but they have some games coming up where they can right the ship. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. They'll start Sunbelt play this weekend. Which, the Sunbelt's not overly great. I mean, they have Coastal Carolina and Troy. But apart from that... It's really just those three, and even Louisiana is just on another level than those two, so it is what it is. BYU scored three in the seventh, but ultimately fell to Stanford five to three. Gabby Plain strikes out 11 of 16 batters in an eight to nothing five inning win for Washington over Hawaii. Five RBIs from Kiki Malloy, two homers. She hit two homers in that game. And four RBIs from Amanda Ayala, who also had a homer. Lead Tennessee over Campbell 13-1 in five innings. Renee Abernathy walks it off for Kentucky 5-4 to take down Illinois State. Another very shocking result. Um, I mentioned Kentucky was undefeated. They very easily could have not been undefeated if Illinois State had not allowed them to walk it off. But that's why we play the game, you know. You never know what can happen, so that's the part of the enjoyment that we get from watching softball. But um, moving on, Cassidy Crouppet. Had a double, a homer, and six RBIs in a 14-1 five-inning win for South Carolina over Elon. That was on Friday. Um, Arizona State scored nine runs in the top of the six to crush Montana 17-5 in six innings. And then they went out and scored eight runs in the top of the sixth to crush Incarnate Word. 14 to nothing in six innings. Arizona State's offense is legit, people. If you don't know, now you do. So take note. South Dakota State's uh, Grace Gla Glanzer no hit Oregon State in a surprising 7 to nothing victory. Um. Maybe Oregon State's not as good as we originally thought, it, or South Dakota State's better than we thought. I don't know. I don't know which way it is right now. 
I believe I looked at Oregon State's record. I believe it said eight and six right now. So I'm gonna go with Oregon State's not as good as we are. I'm not trying to take anything away from um, South Dakota State, but I just think Oregon State's not playing as well as they should be playing for a team in arguably the, one of the best conferences in the nation. Um, but anyway. Kendall Lindemann's three-run home run led Florida over Florida State at home five to nothing. I mentioned that a little bit earlier. There was the that was the Florida victory in Gainesville. Southern Miss came close to a comeback, but Auburn prevailed six to four. And then South, uh, Southern Miss held Auburn close again in Game 2, but fell 2-1 to one to Auburn. So Auburn took that, swept that doubleheader with Southern Miss. Georgia holds off UAB's late charge to get the win 4-3. And Jaden Fields had two homers and six RBIs in Georgia's 9-0 five-inning win over Mercer. I, forgive me if I pronounced this name wrong, but it Aaliyah Logolio had uh, hit a grand slam and had another RBI for Clemson to take down UVA nine to one in five innings in that series opener. Liberty took down East Carolina at home three to two. Iowa State got four runs off of Hope. Troutwain in a 7-1 victory over North Texas. Carrie Eberly threw a no-hitter, and Carly Petty and Allison Febri both had three RBIs in an 8-0 five-inning win for Oklahoma State over Omaha. Braxton Burnside had a homer and four RBIs. Daniel Gibson had two homers, four RBIs. Kayla Green had a homer and two RBIs, and Ryan Jackson's three-run homer uh, power Arkansas to a 13-5 six-inning win over Northwestern State. Peyton Allen's homer and five RBIs led Colorado State to a big 10-1 win over Oregon State. Another result that has me questioning how good Oregon State is and can be, um... But also, you know, Colorado State is a very good mid-major. Well, I guess I, uh, it's hard to consider Mountain West a mid-major, but Colorado State is a very skilled and solid program. So more I'm surprised at how badly Colorado State beat Oregon State, not by that they actually did beat them, is more what I'm surprised about. Um... But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Madison Husky had or hit two two run homers in an 11 to three win for Washington over Hawaii. Zoe Leno had a double in the top of the seventh to force extras down to their final strike. Then South Carolina went on to beat Yukon seven to six in eight innings. Northern Iowa pushed Alabama, but ultimately fell 5-3. to three. 
Savannah Woodard's Grand Slam and RBI, or plus another RBI, led Alabama to an 8 to nothing five-inning win in Game 2. Sidney Shambly's single walks it off for Georgia in a 6-5 win over UAB in the 11th. Texas scored three in the top of the 7th to beat LSU 8-5 in a game that started on Friday night with two more games left on Saturday, which I will talk more about them in a little bit. Clemson withstood a late run from UVA to take game one on Saturday, 5-3, and which earned them at least a series split. Morgan Johnson's three-run homer in the top of the sixth lifted Clemson past UVA 4-2, earning the series win for Clemson. And three solo home runs from Oklahoma led them to a 5-2 win over Missouri. Kelsey Broadus, the former Mountain West Conference Pitcher of the Year from Boise State, uh, transferred to Texas A&M, and she threw a no-hitter for Texas A&M in their one-to-nothing win over Campbell. Maddie Hackbarth hit a grand slam in Arizona State's eight-to-nothing five-inning win over Incarnate Word. And, Air, and then Arizona State as a whole hit six home runs in a 21-to-1 five-inning rout of UTEP, which is Texas El Paso, for those of you that don't know. Um, back-to-back doubles in the bottom of the third off Mariah Mazone led Colorado State to another victory over Oregon State, except this time it was 4-3. to three. Brittany Pickett had 12 strikeouts and allowed only one hit as North Carolina took down South Carolina 3 to nothing. Certainly a very good resume building win for North Carolina. Um, and that was North Carolina showing their gr- great potential, especially with Brittany Pickett in the circle looking as great as she did on Saturday. So that was... <coughs> That was fun for me to watch, personally. Because I enjoy watching Brittany Pickett pitch. She's a good pitcher. Very good pitcher. Jenna Keene's three-run homer sealed Louisiana's 7-2 win over Memphis. Liberty scored 17 runs in the first two innings in a 19-3 five-inning rout of Longwood. Madison Via gets the walk-off in a 7-6 victory for Liberty over East Carolina. Baylor plays a close one with Louisiana Tech, but pulls out the W uh, 3-1. Danielle Gibson, who had two homers and five RBIs, and Braxton Burnside, who had a homer and four RBIs, propel Arkansas to a 13-2 five-inning win over Northwestern State. And speaking of LSU, Texas, um, an error by Caitlin Washington in left field led to an LSU walk-off in the eighth inning over Texas, two to one. So essentially, the series was tied at that point. Then they played another game on Saturday, um, 
which LSU brought out the big bats for that game, hitting three homers uh, to win the series over Texas with a 7-2 victory in the third game of that series. Like I said, LSU is definitely back in the title conversation for me, and Texas doesn't fall out of it. It's just I think Texas needs time needs to get through the season, get more games under their belt, and then they'll be good to go come tournament time. But that's a discussion for mayhem when we get to May. Um, but anyway, Kennesaw State kept Central Florida close, but Central Florida won 5-1. to one. Oklahoma State plays close with New Mexico, but gets the W 4-1. to one. A wild pitch gave Tennessee the win over Texas A&M 3-2. Amanda Ayala's inside the park homer and four RBIs led Tennessee to an 8-0 five-inning win over Lamar. Uh, Christina Inouye hit a walk-off double to lead or to lift Stanford over BYU 3-2. Portland State hit a home run in the top of the seventh, but ultimately it wasn't enough to come back on Oregon 4-2. And then Oregon shut down Boise State in a 3-0 victory. Mississippi State walked off on Alcorn State 6-5 in the eighth inning. Another bit of a surprising result for me. Um... I don't know whether... Mississippi State is just inconsistent, but they certainly, with all their talent in their lineup, they should not be playing close games with Alcorn State. Um, um, that's not just my opinion. That's just facts for you. Arizona hit three home runs in the top of the fifth to run rule South Florida 11-1 to in five innings. Florida State paid Florida back for beating them, um, or by beating them 7-2 to on their home turf. Kansas City took down Texas Tech 3-2. to Yet another example of a, or a questionable loss for Texas Tech. Um, something's going wrong with Texas Tech and Ole Miss. I don't know what. I couldn't comment on that. Um, but something's just not clicking for those two programs right now, and it's certainly showing in their results. Paige Smith's homer is the difference in a 3-1 win for Ole Miss over North Dakota State. Sammy Reynolds had a homer and four RBIs in Washington's 11-3 win over Hawaii to get a series sweep of Hawaii. Missouri State jumped out to a 3-0 lead over Iowa State and held on to win 3-1 to complete the upset in a stunning result for me. Um, I really thought Iowa State was on to big things and was very well had a shot at a Super Regional this year. And I still think they have that shot, but... Losing to Missouri State is not a good look. Um, certainly a blemish on their resume as we head towards the NCAA tournament. Um, but they have plenty of time, uh, games 
against Big 12 teams and other teams to get resume-building wins. So they just have to take advantage of those uh, opportunities and see what happens. And then Iowa State's day went from bad to worse as they lost to Wichita State 3-1. to But Wichita State's another very good team that's under the radar right now. Um, Wichita State, the Shockers, are certainly a team that you should keep an eye on and know how their season is going as we go towards the tournament which I can't wait to have predictions and everything for, but we'll get to that later in the se- later in the year. Um, so we can go, we can press on. Uh, let's see. Kayla Kessinger and Riley Frizzell both had two homers and four RBIs in Missouri's twenty to nothing five inning route of Louisiana Monroe. Mallory Payton hit two homers and had five RBIs in Kentucky's. 12-3 win over Coastal Carolina. Lauren Johnson's four RBIs are the difference in Kentucky's 7-3 win over Florida Atlantic. Central Florida took down Kennesaw State 7-4 in Game 1. Kennesaw State avoided the three-game sweep by Central Florida by winning Game 2 8-1. Kennesaw State was actually able to shut down Central Florida and get the win 8-1. to So at least Kennesaw State didn't get swept by Central Florida. Baylor held off Louisiana Tech to get the 3-2 win. And then Baylor only beat Tarleton State by 2 to nothing, which is questionable, but I'll leave it alone since it was a win uh, for now. But if I see results close to that, they Baylor has some big tests coming up, which I will gl- uh, gloss over in the anticipated games of the week. But Baylor certainly not heading into their these huge games with the biggest of momentum for me personally. I don't know how y'all would feel. Valerie Cagle shut down UVA as Clemson earned the four game sweep seven to one. Texas State got the series sweep over Houston with a 5-2 win. Deja Mulipola had two homers and four RBIs in Arizona's 8-0 five-inning win over South Florida. South Carolina avenges their loss to North Carolina on Saturday by getting to Brittany Pickett for the 8-1 win on Sunday. So South Carolina was able to come back and get hits and get runs off of Brittany Pickett and get that win on Sunday. Ultimately winning the Carolina Classic, which was not really a big tournament or anything, but it it, it had some decent teams there. Um, Tiari Jennings, two solo homers, Kinsey Hansen's homer and four RBIs, and Jada Coleman's two two-run homers led to Oklahoma's 11 nothing five-inning route of Missouri. Mary Wilson Avance 11 strikeouts led Georgia over Mercer 6-0. Louisiana holds off a furious late-game charge by Memphis to get the uh, get the win 11-7. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, in that game, Memphis had bases loaded in the top of the seventh, so 
and or ended the game with bases loaded. So Memphis definitely had a shot. Duke pitching combined for 16 strikeouts in their vic seven to nothing victory over UConn. Oklahoma State took down Tulsa seven to nothing. Miami of Ohio took down Louisville four to nothing. That was a shocker for me. I know Louisville's not the greatest program right now, but uh, losing to Miami of Ohio seems to be inexcusable for an ACC team. I mean, that might just be me personally, but that's the way I view it. Uh, Mississippi State took down Western Kentucky 5-4. to four. Western Kentucky's a little bit of a sneaky team. Um, they were projected to win the Conference USA, so... Uh, they gave Mississippi State a fight, but ultimately Mississippi State came out with the win. Oregon belted four homers in a 10-2 six-inning win over Boise State. South Alabama pulled off the upset of the week in their 1-0 win over Alabama in Tuscaloosa, giving Alabama their first loss of the season. So congratulations to the Jaguars of South Alabama. Big upset win. Take down uh, the one of the top five teams in the country, at least in the rankings. So, kudos to you guys. Shout out to you. Uh, Oklahoma blast six bombs in uh, or six home runs in a seventeen to nothing five inning route of Sam Houston State, which also featured a combined perfect game. Hannah Delgado's double. Homer and five RBIs were the standout performance in Oregon's 16 to nothing five inning route of Portland State. Gianna Mancha had nine RBIs. Gianna Mancha had five. Oh God! Give me a second. Let me reset. Gianna Mancha had nine strikeouts in shutting down number two in the nation, Arizona. In their two to nothing win for Central Florida, so Central Florida took that bad loss to Kennesaw State on Sunday, came back the next day and took down the number two team in the nation, Arizona, two to nothing on their home field. That's a program-defining win for Central Florida. That win signals to the rest of the country that Central Florida should not be messed with. And they should be taken super seriously because they are a program certainly on the rise and they are doing great things and people need to take notice of this Central Florida program. I'm shouting you out, Central Florida Knights. You're playing really good and I look forward to continuing to watch your progress through the season. Megan Faramo threw... 12 strikeouts in UCLA's 7-1 win over UC San Diego. Daniel Gibson hit a two-run homer in the first, and that was enough to give Arkansas the win over Central Arkansas 4-1. And lastly, McKenna Harper had a home run in five RBIs to help Arizona State past Northern Illinois 10-2 in five innings. That was your recap of week four. 
Let's look ahead to week five and my most anticipated matchups of the week. Starting tonight, Wednesday, South Alabama travels to Ole Miss. I want to see if... This is a very interesting game, in my opinion. South Alabama, you're coming off of arguably one of the biggest wins in your program history because that was the first time they ever beat Alabama. You're coming off your biggest win ever. Ole Miss coming off some questionable games. Ole Miss hasn't really found an identity and played their way into the season, in my opinion. I want to see if South Alabama can pull off that same magic from the Alabama game and apply it to the Ole Miss game tonight. And I think South Alabama has a shot of beating Ole Miss tonight, but I'm not going to outright claim that uh, or lock that in. And then Auburn makes the return trip to Troy, so... We'll see if Troy can avenge their loss to Auburn this past week by getting a win at home on their own field. On uh, Tomorrow, on Thursday, BYU travels to Texas State. Certainly, BYU hasn't had the greatest season. They're 8-9, but Texas State is having a fantastic season. And I want to see if BYU can channel some of their previous team's energies and get the win over Texas State. I mentioned Baylor having huge games. This is one of them. Baylor at Arizona State Thursday night is going to be an absolute show. And can Giarodoni or anyone that is pitching for Baylor shut down Arizona State's offense enough? to get them the victory. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Arizona State takes that game on Thursday night and takes down Baylor. Friday. Southern Illinois travels to UAB. This is a little bit of an under-the-radar game. I want to see if Southern Illinois can stay undefeated against a good UAB team. Um, Southern Illinois has a long winning streak going as well. The dates back to last year as well, so... I want to see if those can continue. North Texas travels to Wichita State. That's a low-key good matchup as well. Liberty takes on or will play at Oklahoma State for a doubleheader on Friday night. Again, Liberty's testing themselves in the non-conference very well. Um, I don't think they'll beat Oklahoma State in either game, but I certainly think they have the talent to be able to play with them. East Carolina at Georgia. I'm intrigued to see how East Carolina can do at Georgia. Um, I'm not going to pick East Carolina to beat Georgia, but I think it could be an interesting game. And UNLV plays a doubleheader at UCLA. That should be an interesting matchup. UNLV is flying under the radar. They were flying under my radar until they, I saw that they were playing UCLA this week. So, here they are on my anticipated games of the week. Saturday, another Southern Illinois at UAB matchup. 
Iowa State plays at Missouri. A chance for Iowa State to pick up a good win. I believe they've already played each other this year. I think Iowa State won that matchup, but don't quote me on that one. Oregon State plays at Oregon for one game, so that should be a... F uh, we'll get a chance to see if Oregon State can get a big win over Oregon in Eugene. Uh, North Texas at Wichita State again. Liberty at Oklahoma. Basically the same thing I said about Liberty and Oklahoma State. Except I think Oklahoma's going to blow them out. <laughs> at least in one game. Because um, Liberty and Oklahoma will play again on Sunday. But I think Oklahoma's going to blow Liberty out one game. And then the second game will be closer but not in Liberty's favor. Oklahoma's too good. They're the number one team in the country right now. And that's not going to change after this weekend. Um, ECU Georgia again. BYU travels to Texas to take on Longhorns. Um, a couple of old-time classic programs going against each other, so I'm excited to see that one. Cal at Fresno State, another West Coast matchup that flies under the radar. Um, Fresno State hasn't gotten off to the best start, but California has gotten a good start, so I want to see how those two storylines come together. Tuesday, Liberty travels to Arkansas to continue their extremely tough non-conference. I'll take Arkansas to beat Liberty. Texas travels to McNeese State. McNeese State's been taking teams close. They split with Arkansas. Um, nearly beat Louisiana, so I want to see if McNeese State can pull off the magic again and either uh, play it close or even beat Texas on their home field. Um, I'm assuming if it was full capacity, it would be for sure, but, you know, the pandemic, you know, you can't do full crowds right now, and that's just how we have to deal with these things. Um... Now for some serious notes from the week for this week. Um, Virginia Tech, if they are allowed to play this weekend, will play a four-game series at NC State. Um, NC State's a tricky team. They can either be really good or really inconsistent. Um, so I want to see if they can, on their home field, can they beat... Virginia Tech at least one game maybe more I'm not sure um, ultimately if they do play I'm going to take Virginia Tech winning three of those four games SEC play starts this weekend so we have the Egg Bowl Mississippi State at Ole Miss for a three game set um, I'll take Mississippi State two games to one over Ole Miss. <clears throat> I think Mississippi State's offense is just too good for them to lose this series, and Ole Miss is just not playing consistent and good softball right now, so give me Mississippi State two to one in that series. Notre Dame travels to North Carolina to take for a four-game set. Um, some... Good pitchers in this 
series. You got Brittany Pickett, of course, Alexis Holloway, and Peyton Tidd. Um, ultimately, I think that series will split. I think it'll be two to two. Um, so stick with me on that and see how that goes. Northwestern plays a three-game set in Florida against Indiana. That'll be on Thursday and Friday. I'll take Northwestern 2-1 to one in that series. And then on Saturday and Sunday, Northwestern and Ohio State will play a three-game set between those two days. And I'll take Northwestern, and that's 2-1 to one as well. And then all of these matchups that I have left are basically SEC matchups. So prepare to strap in for these. Alabama travels to Auburn to take for a three-game set. Give me an Alabama sweep. I think Alabama's going to sweep Auburn. Sorry, Coach Dean. I know we shared a team together in my first year with Jamie softball, but I'm taking Alabama for the sweep over Auburn. LSU travels to Knoxville to take on the Tennessee Volunteers for a three-game set. Um, give me LSU 2-1 to one over Tennessee. Arkansas at South Carolina for a three-game set. Oh, man. That's tough. Arkansas's it offense is just unbelievable right now. South Carolina's slightly inconsistent right now um jeez oh, because they're at home I'll take South Carolina to win that series 2 to 1 I'm not going for a sweep I don't think it'll be a sweep quite possibly the matchup of the weekend or of the week or series of the week you got Arizona traveling to Tallahassee to take on the Florida State Seminoles for three games this weekend. Um, that's that's a really tough series to call. Um, but give me Arizona winning that series two to one. I really want to say Arizona is going to sweep Florida State, but after what I saw um, on Monday. Against Central Florida, I don't think I can pick them to sweep Florida State. In the last series of the weekend that I'm looking forward to, Kentucky taking their undefeated um, team to Gainesville to take on the Florida Gators for a three-game series. Um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing if Kentucky gets out of Florida with their undefeated record intact. And how I feel, give me the Florida Gators to win that series 2-1. to one. I think Kentucky will take their first two losses of the season. <coughs> Florida certainly has the talent to compete with Kentucky. I've mentioned, I mentioned it earlier. I think Kentucky is hurt by their lack of difficulty in their schedule and I know that's not 
100% their fault. It's who's available at what time to play when and all this and whether COVID will take it away or whatnot. I just think Florida has the pieces to take down Kentucky in a series 2-1. to one. So, give me Florida. And with that, we've come to the end of our episode for the day. Um, get out, you know... Enjoy the weather this weekend. Should be um, shouldn't be too much problems around the country. Um, but watch some softball. Educate yourself a little bit more with every week as we get closer and closer to the NCAA tournament. And we'll get we'll catch up again next week. And we'll fill you in on what happened in week five and set you up for week six thank you for listening um we'll see you again next week have a great night everyone signing off it's your boy tyler with the around the bases podcast good night